Jam Session is a podcast where two guys who grew up in Dallas-Fort Worth discuss sports, craft beer, life, and their experiences living in one of America's most vibrant cities. If you love sports, you're going to love this show. If you love craft beer or you're curious about it, you'll love this show. Great conversations with good friends is what Jam Session is all about. Welcome. It's nice to have you here. I hope you enjoy it. I think you will. You're listening to the Jam Session Podcast. I was told that I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume. With Cowboys insider... What's your name? Jean-Jacques Taylor. That's my name. Radio personality and craft beer expert, Matt McLaren. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. Comes from upbringing. And now, the Jam Session Podcast. It is indeed Jam Session. Subscribe, rate, and review. Hang out with us for a while. Right here on the Jam Session Podcast. Sponsored, as always, by Hector Flores with Modern Woodman of America. A fraternal financial organization, he can help you plan for your family's future. You can reach Hector at 940-453-3490. Also, of course, brought to you by Greening Law, a personal injury law firm in Dallas, Texas, Greening Law fights the legal battle so you have time for healing and renewal. But right now, the moment we've all been waiting for has arrived. Ladies and gentlemen, the radio, TV, and now podcast star, the sexy Jean-Jacques Taylor. What up, Doc? I would be the non-sexy one. It's Matt McLaren, and this is Jam Session, the podcast version 185, asking simply that you prepare to be dazzled. If not entertained. And my God, were we tonight. We are recording this late on the day after Christmas, Boxing Day, for those of you who know England, or England, I guess, you know, Boxing Day, <laughs> over there, cheerio, in the London area, but the Cowboys with a 56-14 to 14 ass-whipping beatdown, you talk about putting somebody on the ground and stepping on their neck and kicking their head off while they're down. The Cowboys did that tonight against the Washington football team. We're going to get into all that. Everything that we saw against the Cowboys, now again, the number two seed in the NFC at 11-4. and four. But before we do that, we must tell you about Hector Flores with Modern Woodman of America. If you've been wondering how in the world you're going to save, how does that work? Well, Hector will tell you that perhaps you've been getting like one of these mammoth tax returns that some people get. And did you know that most financial analysts, much like Hector, he would recommend that you adjust your W-4 so that you can get nothing back? Because again, his point would be, why are you giving the government all this free money to use that they're just going to give back to you? You're basically giving the government an interest-free loan. Exactly. Why would you do that? I don't know. And I, I think the thing that Hector does best, man, is he te- he teaches you stuff like this, like pay yourself first uh, mm-hmm. in terms of creating a saving plan for yourself. Check with your W-2 to make sure that you're you're getting back as much money as you can so that you can invest that money as opposed to the government holding it. And then, you know, for your long-term future, he's great about putting together a plan, whatever kind of plan you want. Maybe you want to be aggressive like I am. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to be a little conservative like some others. Maybe you want to be somewhere in between. It doesn't really matter. What matters most is that you have a plan and that you let Hector put a plan together for you so you can follow it. Think about that. If you get a $500, um, uh, like say $500 tax return or whatever it happens to be, a $6,000 tax return, I should say, you divide that by 12, that's an extra $500 a month that goes into your pocket. That could be life-changing in how you approach your investments and saving. Give Hector a call, 940-453-3490. It's 940 
453-3490. Also, of course, our friends, the attorneys, Robert Greening and his green team at Greening Law. If you're like me, maybe you were hurt in a car accident over the Christmas weekend. That's very unfortunate. Perhaps you were hurt on the premises of a business or what have you. Let them be your legal competitor against the insurance companies. That's where they come into play for you. The consultation is free. If you have experienced something like this, you owe it to yourself to give Greening Law a call. And the reason why you call them, man, is it doesn't talk. It, let me slow down. I get excited talking about I know this. you do. I it do, too. It doesn't take anything to call them. To pick up the phone costs you nothing. And if they take you on as a client, I always like to say, man, the best part is you never have to wonder how hard they're working for you, no matter how many clients they have, because they don't get paid unless you get paid. They are working for you. They're asking you questions that you didn't know to be that needed to be asked. They're taking care of all the little things so that you can rest and get healthy. And it's a great place to to, uh, to take your problems. It's the way to do it, man. Again, the consultation is free. They do not get paid unless you get compensated. Give them a call. 972-934-8900. It's 972 972- 934-8900, Robert Greening, offices, Dallas, Texas. We have made it through the Cowboys' 2021 season. They only have two games remaining. Those will both be in 2022 in this regular season. 15 games into this campaign, they are 11-4. and four. They are the two-seed in the NFC. Only one team in the NFL has fewer losses than your Dallas Cowboys. That, of course, the Packers at 12-3. and three. We had questions. We kind of wondered, and, and we had kind of mentioned this a little bit last week and talking with Archer and, and even the week before with Werder where, you know, maybe they just need to get home. Maybe after being three consecutive games on the road and, and not being in the comfy confines of their home, maybe they just need some time at home. And my God, maybe that's what it is. 42 points in the first half. The Cowboys win 56-14. to 14. They score the most points we've seen them score since they put up 52 in Super Bowl 27 against Buffalo. And it was the most points in a Cowboys game since, I believe, 1980 in a game against the San Francisco 49ers where they scored 59. They scored on offense. They scored on defense. They scored on special teams. This was perhaps the culmination of the season in a game that was essentially perfect for the Dallas Cowboys. No, it was a flawless performance, man. I mean, it was uh, pretty much flawless. Uh, they did whatever they wanted to. They And uh, I was actually, I'm up in Philly. Um, and so I was watching the game with my sister the first half. And I told her after the, uh, it wasn't even 14 nothing yet. It was 7 nothing. but the, I think Washington had had two possessions. And mm-hmm. I was like, the Cowboys' defense looks really on point today. And if they get behind double digits, this one's going to be over early because I don't see them doing anything with the Cowboys mm-hmm. defense. At that point, their best play had been that funky sidearm throw. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah. Which was, and I was like, if you got to do all of that to get a completion, you, you just it just ain't going to be your day. And so it felt like that to me early on. And, uh, you know, the Cowboys ran with it, man, and, uh, and put them out early. It was everything you want it to be. I mean, it, like you said, when it was 14 nothing, I, I thought game over. And then when it was 21 nothing, I actually tweeted out. I was like, that's it. Somebody goes, whoa, 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 slow down. I was like, you must be watching a different game than me. That, Washington's not scoring 22 points in this game. I, I thought at the end of the first quarter, at 21 nothing, it was over. And then they just kept piling it on. And, and part of it was because 
And we talked about this a little bit last week, but I thought that Dak last week played a really good game. He was surgically perfect tonight. He finished, and keep in mind, he was done in the third quarter. He finished 28 of 39 for 330 yards and four touchdowns. He was virtually perfect, including, I believe he started his day 20 of 21. He hit deep. He hit short. He threw all over the field. He threw into tight windows. He threw into wide open windows. He hit guys on checkdowns. And again, let's keep in mind, last week against the Giants, their longest play was 19 yards. Tonight, I think they had like five plays that were over 20 yards, including, you know, one of them, Dak wasn't in the game, the 61-yarder to Malik Turner. But th- this offense was firing in, in Washington. had absolutely no answers for what Dak was doing. No, man, and it was good to see Dak back. I think a lot of it was um, their decision to go with the no huddle early and just kind of find a rhythm. And they did what you should do against the defenses they've been facing because here's what's been happening. Um, you know, teams have been, have been like, okay, we can't, we can't blitz it because he, he picks out the one-on-one. We can't cover him, and it ends up being a disaster. So what we got to do is rush four, drop seven, Hope we can stop their running game, which hadn't been all that good because their running backs are hurt. And uh, we'll take our chances playing zone defenses. Well, tonight, what did they do, man? One, they went at a fast tempo to keep that same base defense. Whatever you put out there, you're going to you're gonna have to stay with it. And two, he attacked underneath, but he did it quickly and uh, with purpose. They hit those zones. They were 8 yards and 10 yards and 12 yards. And then when he got some opportunities, he really drilled the ball in there. And so he looked like Dak today. And um, you hope this is the building of the momentum. And this is a catalyst, this whole little run here, for something uh, special uh, heading into January. Yeah, and again, you know, they, they had multiple receivers that were making plays. They obviously made a point. I mean, I think it was in the first quarter they brought up the idea. Amari Cooper had talked about wanting the ball more and wanting to get more targets. And then right in the first quarter, they go out and he gets four catches for 45 yards in the first quarter. It, it was a nicely called game. It was obvious they were making an effort to get Amari involved early. You know, Malik Turner, this is what's wild. They had five receivers that had over 50 yards with Cooper at 85, Turner 82, Schultz 82, CD 66, and Michael Gallup 53. And it, it, it I mean... It, Everything that we had been ripping on them about this offense went right out the door. And I mean, right out the door, you know, maybe the first drive because they, they had the punt. But then after that, the, the next three drives in a row, they scored touchdowns on, went right down the field and, and just looked like they did the first six weeks of the season. Well, I always like to say this, Doc. The things they were being criticized for, they deserved to be criticized sure, for. Sure, yeah. Uh, you know, so it's not like, oh, it was, some, it was some, some, some criticism that was undeserved. No, they deserved it all. It's just that they played a lot better um, today. They executed a lot better. Their red zone offense was tremendous. And, you know, what you've been hoping for all along is that the offense could show some signs of life because it looks like the defense is really, really good right now, playing at an, at an elite level, regardless of whether you think they're elite or not. They're playing at an elite level. Right. And so, dude, you can see the possibilities, man, but you got – you got to show me something so I can get excited. And today, uh, they sh- the offense showed something. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. This looks good. And they did it with uh, with nothing uh, extraordinary. Like, nobody had 150 yards receiving. Or, I mean, it was just a well-put-together game, man. 
It was. And, and again, you, you had that first drive where you got six plays and a punt. And then after that, nine for 71 in a touchdown, eight for 74 in a touchdown, eight for 75 in a touchdown, nine for 80 in a touchdown, 12 for 89 in a touchdown for the half. That was 35 points from the offense. You throw in the incredible play from Tank on the pick six, and it's 42 to seven. I mean, it, these were not like the defense giving you short fields. These were full length of the field drives that featured a little bit of the run and Dak just surgically picking them apart with the variety of the receivers that, again, Washington simply could not stop. And I don't care if this team sucks. They're now 6-9. and nine. I don't care if it's a wounded animal or this or that. When you play inferior competition, this is what you should be doing. And that's what they did. I don't think there's any, any doubt about that, man. I mean, that's that's what you've been hoping for. That's what you've been waiting for is to see what you is to see what you saw tonight, which is show me the possibilities of what this team can do. Show me everything that they can do. And to me, that's the exciting part. You're at the point now, man. You want to be playing your best football. The defense is continuing to play tremendous football. Now the offense showed up. The special teams have really been really solid for, I would say, almost all year, but they haven't been making those bad plays for, I'd yeah. say, six weeks or so. Uh, and, you know, special teams, I don't care about the great plays you make, it's the bad plays you don't make. So what I'm saying is they're playing their best football as a team right now. There's no doubt to me that this game to me was even more impressive than 43-3 to over or whatever it was over mm. uh, the Falcons uh, because they'd gone through some trouble and some adversity. Excuse me, you know, it's late past my bedtime. It but is late. this team is right late. now, uh, dude, you can get excited about them. And now, you know, everybody's been looking forward to this Cardinals game for six weeks. And now it don't even feel the same because the Cardinals are fading. And now you feel like, hell yeah, this is the best time to get the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing is that, and we're going to start hearing this because this is what the haters do. And those of you that listen that never believe in this team, that go, oh, well, who cares that they beat the Cardinals? The Cardinals have are now 10 and, what are they, 10 and 4 or 10 and 5? And, and you, five. you look at them, they've lost three in a row. They're not any good. When four weeks ago, everybody, like, well, the Cardinals, I mean, they're going to lose that game. And that's just the mentality of it. I, I had a couple of people tweeting at, it, at, at me today talking about, well, they still haven't beaten anybody. You know, you look at their schedule. Who have they really played? And the reality, I, I started thinking about this. I was like, you know, when you look around the NFL, when you're 11 and four, at some point, the schedule, because again, there's teams in, in the AFC that are atop the AFC out. Kansas City, of course, is, is 11 and four. Then you have, I think, a couple of 10 and five teams, and there's a bunch of nine and six teams. So you look at it and you, you say, okay, well, who have they played? They've actually played a lot more teams that are decent than people realize. And for whatever reason, we just throw that out the wayside of, oh, well, they did this. I mean, all you can do, again, is play your schedule. And if you don't believe in this team, then don't believe in them. But they've now won four consecutive games. They've got a real chance here to close this season with two more wins and roll into the playoffs red hot. And that's all you want. Dude, that's all you can ask for. All you could ever ask for is be playing your best football when it matters the most. And right now... They're headed in that direction, and uh, you got to be excited about it. Yes, you do. All of y'all. You do, man. And, and, you know, you look at this, and we talk about the offense and how phenomenal the offense was today, and they were because we needed to see this. I mean, let's make no mistake about it. We were talking about our score predictions the other day, and I think I originally said 27 to 13, and I was like, you know what? 
I can't pick him to go 27 again. I'm going to go, I'll just give him another touchdown and go 34 to 13. Because I thought maybe going at home, they'll get something going and the defense will score. I, nobody thought the offense was going to come out and do what they did today. And again, yeah, they put up 56. Seven of that goes to the defense and seven of that goes to special teams. But they still put up 42 points offensively. They put up gobs of yardage. They did everything we wanted them to do. Now, replicate this and do it again. Now, I don't know if you're going to blow Arizona off the field in that fashion, but let's see the offense make some of the plays we saw tonight against Arizona. Keep that momentum going. And reality of it is, it, it you guys out there that, that think they're not any good, who I don't care. We'll find out at the end of the season. <laughs> But they are in the playoffs. They are the NFC East division champions. They are guaranteed a home game. And if they can finish as the two seed, if they win the wild card game, they are guaranteed a home game in the divisional round. And they've been playing very well at home this year, which I like their chances if that's the case. If they play both those games at home, maybe this is a year. Because, Jacques, you've talked about this before. There are no great teams in the end. There's not some great team in the NFL that you fear that's going to keep the Cowboys from from potentially being able to make a run. No, nah, this is uh, there is no great team this year. We've said that to you a, a lot. This can easily be why not us Cowboys, and so this is a year to get excited because you have a real shot. You've seen and you've seen your team play elite offense. You've seen them play elite defense, and frankly, when you block three punts in the year, you're playing elite special teams. Yeah, uh, you've seen them do it. Now, can when they put it all together on the same day. They're going to be hard for anybody to beat. And you've seen the capabilities, and so it's there. And so, you know, I thought about this, man, when the three-game road road trip began because we're like, none of these teams are all that impressive. And we were like, uh, you know, is there a situation where you could beat the Cardinals? Yeah. Uh, And then, you know, if the Philadelphia game meant something to you, you should beat them. Uh, And you could – you could – go into the playoffs on, you know, a five or six game winning streak, which is what you want because the confidence and all of that. Um, and I don't really even care about the buy all that much, man. I care about since there's only one. Yeah, right. I care about playing your best football um, at the best time of the year. And that's what they're doing right now. And to me, that's what you get excited about because you can see the possibilities. Yeah, and, and, you know, they talked about it at the end of the night. The reality of it is that the Cowboys went out and Green Bay loses another another game. And they play the Vikings and the Lions to close out the season. But if that happens, Dallas is the one seed. And Green Bay had a close game against Minnesota the last time they played a few weeks ago. Minnesota's fighting for their playoff life. I mean, Minnesota is one of those teams that is battling for the seventh spot in the playoffs. Right now, they are just on the outside looking in at 7-8. and eight. But that is not going to be an easy game. None of these games, like Arizona's trying to fight. You know, all these teams, even Philadelphia at the end of the year is going to be fighting for their playoff lives. And we have seen, if nothing teaches you, I mean, hell, the Texans whipped the hell out of the Chargers today. Justin Herbert threw a pick six at the end of the game to seal the game for the Texans. Yeah, every week we are seeing teams where you go, well, what in the world? Which, again, paints the picture. There's not any great teams. There just isn't this year. There's no team that is some great behemoth of a team that is incapable of losing no because most of the time your your top seed is you know 14 and 2 when there was a 16 day schedule 15 and 1 13 3 
and they've been really dominant. The Packers have been on a roll for a while, yeah. but they've still lost, what, three games? Yeah. And so, I mean, they're probably the closest to what we're typically used to, to seeing. Normally a team with four losses is a really good season, but that's not getting you to anywhere close to the top seed. So it's wide open this year. Your Dallas Cowboys are playing their best football. And to me, that was the exciting part. It was the offense showing up and going, now we can see – what the possibilities are when the offense and the defense are playing their best football in a given night. They can't. I mean, it, it was impressive, man. And there's a lot of other little tidbits to throw out. And we've got to take a look at the defense and some of the numbers that they put up tonight. But you know what else you can get excited about? And that, of course, is Blue Star Motor Group at bluestarmotorgroup.com. Go check out their inventory, whether you're looking to buy or sell. But I'll tell you this. They will come to your house. Maybe in 2022, you have made the choice that you're going to sell a vehicle, what have you. They will come to you, offer you cash on site for your vehicle. It's that simple. And most of the time, the vast majority of the time, they'll be able to offer you more money than a dealership because they have such low overhead. And the fact they'll come straight to you and give you cash, you cannot beat that. When you are looking to sell your car, you need to make sure you have Deb's number ready to go because you at least need to touch base with them. 817-881-4066. 817-881-4066. You have got to start the process with Deb at Blue Star Motor Group. The beauty of Deb is that she can make a deal. I mean, y'all hear that? She can make the deal. She ain't got to go check with the finance manager. She ain't got to go check with the boss. She is the boss. She can make a deal. And to me, that's what makes Blue Star Motor Group fantastic. That and the fact that her and Mike are all about the win-win, man. They want you to feel good after the handshakes are done and paperwork's been signed. They want you to feel good driving off. And so they do everything possible to give you the best deal possible so that you feel like it's a win-win. Start the process, whether it's buying or selling. Start, you have got to start it at Blue Star Motor Group. Go to the website. Or give Deb a call or shoot her a text. It's Deb at Blue Star Motor Group. This is where you need to start. Very easy to get a hold of her. 817-881-4066. Also, of course, Bruce Biltong. Maybe you got lucky and you ended up with some brews in your, in your Christmas stocking and you've been snacking on your Biltong. And you're like, oh my God, I will never try beef jerky again because this is better. It is. You're exactly right. <laughs> If you like beef jerky, you will love biltong. It is a traditional South African air-dried meat. It's more savory. It's more tender. Zero sugar. No artificial ingredients. If you haven't tried it yet, I have no idea what you're waiting for. Brewsbiltong.com is where you need to go. Sliced biltong is a go-to for me, man. I brought some on my trip with me just because I wasn't sure what the food situation was going to be here. And y'all know, I try to eat right half most of the time. I love Biltong for this. A lot of protein, not a lot of calories, no sugar, no uh, carbs. You can make it work, baby. All, all I need is some sparkling water, some water to go with it, and I'm good for a couple of hours. Yeah, I mean, it, it's something else, man. I really, really, really enjoy it. I think you will as well. The website is brewsbiltong.com, B-R-U-S-B-I-L-T-O-N-G.com. When you check out, use the promo code JAM15 and you get 15% off your orders. think you're going to love it. Again, check it out at bruisebiltong.com. This defense, man, we've been talking about it. It seems like every week something more exciting happens. Five sacks tonight, two more takeaways. 
Now, because the Colts did not have any takeaways against Arizona on Saturday night, the Dallas Cowboys now have more takeaways than any team in the NFL with 33 takeaways in 15 games. We saw the tank interception with the pick six. Trayvon Diggs, who ran a, a route, and the receiver realized that the defender was actually running his route, and the quarterback threw it right to Trayvon Diggs, who made an incredible interception running that route. That is his 11th interception of the season. He is the first player in the NFL since 1981 to have 11 interceptions in a season. He ties the Cowboys franchise record of 11 that Everson Walls had back in 1981. Just the 28th player in the history of the game to have 11 or more interceptions in a single season. Trayvon Diggs, the pro bowler. Fantastic, man. That first interception, I was like, that is textbook the way you play a route and what i'm talking about is he had inside leverage on the on the play but if you go back and look at that play that dude is tracking the ball from about i mean it was a deep route so you know maybe 15 20 yards in it his head is turned and he's literally tracking the ball the whole way and then he goes up and leaps and makes a leaping interception i mean dude you can't play it any better than that yeah you cannot it was We've seen him make kind of plays like that all season, but he is he's something else, man. He is becoming and is going to continue to improve and, and be more and more special. Obviously, Micah Parsons, we've talked about him, it seems like, every week. You know, I, I told you guys that he's like, to me, a bear mixed with the cheetah, mixed with the velociraptor, and he did it again tonight. Now, he only ends up with the one sack, but that's 13 sacks on the season now, and he had multiple other pressures. And this defense, when they've got Gregory, they've got Tank, they've got Parsons, they've got Diggs, Gallimore getting pressure, or Diggy Zua got some tonight. But when they've got that core of those dudes up front with Diggs on the back end, I mean, this is a damn nice defense. Well, I, you know, I wrote a column in the morning news. I'll go ahead and say it before it really became fashionable. It was probably about three weeks ago, maybe a month, <clears throat> that – it looked to me like they had a championship caliber defense, and that's because, and, and nothing's changed, is they got playmakers, man. The game's about making plays. And when you got playmakers, real playmakers, at every level, defensive line, linebacker, secondary, you have a chance to be dangerous, man, because you can change a game in an instant. We saw it today. We saw Tank make an incredible play from the inside defensive tackle position, rush, See that he's not getting there. Do what all defensive linemen are taught to do. Jump up, tip the ball, bat the ball down. But he tips it. He catches it. And then I got to tell you, I didn't know DeMarcus had running back skills like that, man. Man, he, that mean, was It was nice. a phenomenal run uh, for a touchdown. But the bigger picture is, I mean, all that other stuff is great. But the bigger picture is the game went from 14 nothing to 21 nothing, And that essentially ends it. Because now they really yeah. got to be one-dimensional. Um, and that the way that they're built right now, they can't play like that. And so that's what I mean by you can turn the game in an instant, and that's what they did. Yeah, it's it's been all season long we know what they're capable of, and, and they did what they needed to do on both sides of the ball, and as we mentioned, special teams, that block that Clement had that bounced right up to Golston, and you just don't see it. You just don't see all the perfection things kind of come together all at once the way that they did for Dallas tonight, and they took advantage at every opportunity. But this defense, and that's part of it. You know, can they continue to do this in the playoffs? I don't know. But all we have seen this defense do week in and week out for the most part is take the ball away. 
And I don't know why you would have an expectation when you have seen their capability of doing this, of it not happening in the playoffs. Now, again, you and I had talked about they're not going to get four takeaways in a row. We didn't think they would get four in this game. But that's now four straight games with at least two or more takeaways. And if you go back further than that, in six out of the last seven games, they have two or more takeaways. Again, man, when you have playmakers, I'm being serious. Playmakers make plays. And you're like, well, duh. No, 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 no. Look at the two turnovers today. Those aren't ordinary plays. Those are plays that playmakers make. Trayvon Diggs makes a leaping interception like he's a wide receiver on a deep ball. And Demarcus Lawrence makes a phenomenal athletic play to tip a pass and catch it and then turn into a running back, avoid the defender, tiptoe down the sideline, hurdle the guy, and get into the end zone. Those are playmakers, man. When you got playmakers, it doesn't matter if the quarterback is Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or whatever. When you have playmakers, you have guys who are always capable of turning the game. It could be with a sack, strip, forced fumble where you beat the left tackle off the snap and Aaron Rodgers has no no opportunity to get away. Uh, there are things that playmakers can do, man, that other cats can't. That's what makes them special. And the fact that this defense has a bunch of them. I mean, they got, they got the guys we all know, and then they got the, the next level of playmakers like Jordan Lewis and J. Ron Curse and – and uh, Gallimore and Odigi Zua, all these guys have made plays at various times, man. And you're just like, right now, you'll take your chances with the Cowboys' defense over the course of a four-quarter game. Yeah, there's no doubt, man. I mean, this is – you're 11-4, and four, like I said, and, and you're doing what you're supposed to do to inferior teams. If, if, For instance, like Jim just tweeted at us on Twitter, and he was obviously being facetious, and that's fine. But he basically says, is it okay to say we want Green Bay or should we pause and consider Washington's COVID in short week before overdoing it? And my thing is, here would be the deal. If they had beaten Washington 27 to 23 in a close game, everybody would be bitching and moaning about the close win. What are you supposed to do to a team on a short week coming off of COVID issues? Whip the shit out of them. Put their face in the dirt and bury them, which is exactly what the Cowboys did. The Cowboys did the exact thing that you're supposed to do against competition like that. And that's what I've never understood is that, well, I mean, it was Washington. Well, what did you want them to do then? You had to play the game. It's on your schedule. You have to play them, which, again, I I don't know if people realize this. The NFL schedules a team. You have to play them. (laughs) So then what do you want them to do? You want them to go out and destroy them, which is what the Cowboys did. And then people still aren't happy. Well, I mean, it was just Washington. What do you want them to do? Well, you know, man. Those people exist. Um, you know, you don't have to give them quite as much energy. But I think that um, the rest of us understand what the deal is. And, you know, it's all about your performance, man. This was, there's nothing to complain about this performance. It was a, basically a flawless performance. Just like when they had the four turnovers and they beat Washington uh, a couple weeks ago, we were like, Dude, I mean, we know you won, but it was 24 right. nothing. It should have been a cakewalk at the end, and instead you boys are struggling, man. You can't win what you want to win playing like that. Well, that was, a, that was a legitimate narrative to have or a legitimate take to have after that game. After this one, man, it should be, wow, this is what we can do when everything's hitting. When we're hitting on all cylinders, this is what we're capable of. This is the standard when we're hitting on all cylinders. Can we hit this standard again? Can we make this standard the norm? That I mean, that should be the goal. 
It should be, and, and they've got two more opportunities to do this. Now with the four-game win streak, it'll happen again next Sunday afternoon at home against Arizona, a team that is 10-5. and five. And then, of course, as I mentioned, that won't be good enough if they win because ah, Arizona's not any good. That'll be the thing. Some people are just never going to be happy. It's Super Bowl or bust. And that, you know what? Maybe that's what it should be. Maybe it's a completely crap season that doesn't count unless you win the Super Bowl. Then everybody thinks you're not any good. I, I, I don't know. I guess that's what it is. <laughs> My thing, in, and I've always wanted this to happen, and I thought it was an interesting stat that they put up about active coaches with their 10-plus win seasons, and McCarthy's like top five with nine that he has since he's been coaching. My right. thing has always been because football, and we, again, have seen this any given week. I, I, you can go through each week of the NFL this season and find a team who somehow inexplicably lost to the Texans or the Jags or the Lions or whatever it was when they were heavily favored. And I've always wanted to see a team that can play with some consistency, that can have consistent seasons, because once you get into the tournament, who the hell knows what's going to happen? And we've seen that in the course of the NFL history. I mean, we, we've seen teams, everybody thought, oh my, well, they'll win the Super Bowl. And they lose the first playoff game. Hell, the Cowboys yes. have been one of those teams. Dude, it's always about getting to the tournament, man. It's always about getting to the playoffs. Can you get to the playoffs? Get there long enough. At some point, it'll be your year. But you got to get there enough right. times to make it to make it mean something. And so, you know, uh, they win the NFC East, hip, hip, hooray. Uh, there's bigger fish on the horizon, man. It's all about, you know, for me, man, it's all about can you, can, can you clinch that number two seed? Because to me, that's a big deal. It keeps you away from Green Bay into the championship game. It basically says you got two home games. And to me, you can't really do any better than that. Outside of home field advantage, I think it's going to be hard to get. But you get the two seed, I expect to see you in the NFC Championship at Lambeau. And then we'll go see what happens. Yeah, because to answer the question, is it time to say we want Green Bay? Hell no, I don't want Green Bay. I'm hoping very much so that somebody else beats Green Bay in the playoffs and Dallas gets the NFC title game at home and never has to play Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs ever again. There you go. I've seen that script. I've. Uh, you'll never hear me say, I want Green Bay. Are you insane? No way in hell I want to watch Aaron Rodgers again in the playoffs against Dallas. But if that's what it has to be, I, as you just pointed out, would prefer that happens in the NFC title game. Dude, I was just thinking. I, You know, I ain't interested in seeing Aaron Rodgers because he's great. But I am interested to see how the Cowboys defense could hold up against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Nah, man, because I've seen it. Got. I don't want to see it again. Because you know what will happen. It'll be a great game. Aaron Rodgers will do his thing. He'll have one second left at his own one-yard line and win the game. <laughs> and while I'll be like, oh, well, you left Aaron Rodgers a second. You shouldn't have done it. That's how it feels, man. That's just what it is. But this was a fun one tonight, and yet not a fun one, because halfway through the – I think I texted you halfway through the third quarter. I was like, hey, if you're ready, I guess we can go ahead and start recording because they pulled the starters. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't quite ready. I was trying, you know, I got some assignments I got to do during the game, and I was trying to make sure nothing changed so I wouldn't have to rewrite them like I did a couple, like I did when Dallas was up 24 nothing against Washington two weeks ago. Yeah. And I had basically written everything, and then the game got tight, and I was like, geez, I got to kind of redo everything. So I held out to the bitter end before I really started. Yeah, because I was, you know, I'm at my parents' house and hanging out with, with my son, and, and my brother is here, and, and my parents, obviously, and it got to a point where they're like, well, we're going to go ahead and go to bed. I was like, all right, well, I'll try not to wake you guys doing the podcast late at night. <laughs> but I ain't making no promises, people. I know. That's what I said. I was like, but it is what it is. 
So it's just, it, it was a fun one. I mean, it, anytime you get a chance to watch a team put up points like that, and it's so rare, it's so rare for any team to crack the 50 mark in the NFL and for the Cowboys to get to 56 tonight and do it in the multitude of ways that they did, I thought was really, really cool. And obviously it was a lot of fun, especially early on was very, very fun. It's also very, very fun for you if you swing by Freeway Tire Shop like Jacques does with his cars. You get to take them there just north of downtown Dallas. JR and his guys will get you set up, man. They will take care of you. The key here, as we have been telling you, is it's a mechanic you can trust. From oil changes and state inspections to serious engine work, trust is the word you should think of when you think of Freeway Tire Shop. No, because that's what JR does, man. I take my cars to JR, and I got six of them. Don't judge me, but I got six of them. Uh, all but one of them paid for. Uh, but here's the deal, man. I take it because JR, I trust him to diagnose the problem with my car, man. I trust him to use quality parts to fix it. I trust him to charge me a fair price because I don't get no freebies. I charge. I trust him to charge me a fair price, and I trust him to stand behind his work, man. He does all those things, and that's why I keep bringing him business. Yeah, it's very. It's the place to go. It's top of the line. You're not going to get it better anywhere else. It's Freeway Tire Shop, very easy to get to, as I mentioned, north of downtown Dallas. So you can hit them up online and request a quote. Schedule your appointment at freewaytireshop.com. Also, of course, if you do that, if you drop your car off, you, you might want to do it around lunchtime and then make plans to swing down Mockingbird and pick up the jam session bowl at Smokey John's Barbecue, which is right around the corner, actually, from Freeway Tire Shop. The Jam Session Bowl, it's available only to Jam Session listeners. It's on the secret menu. You have to know that it's there to be able to order it. Many of you are going in there. I mean, we get at least a, a picture or two every week of somebody else who's finally gone in and tried the Jam Session Bowl <laughs> with made-from-scratch mac and cheese or mashed potatoes, your choice. You get to pick two different meats to put on top of that. Pick your toppings from bacon bits to, to green onions to cheese, and then they're going to drizzle it with Smokey John's barbecue sauce, all in a bowl. It'll serve two people, maybe more, if you like to eat small, at Smokey John's barbecue. Dude, it's terrific. It's fantastic. You got to go try it. You don't just take our word for it. Go try it. I haven't. I literally have never heard anybody say anything other than it's fantastic. I haven't either. Literally. And, and that's actually true now that I think about it because many no, people, yeah, they'll all send us messages and whatnot and pictures of it. And everybody goes, man, you guys were right. Or I wish I'd come over here and gotten this sooner. Or thanks for letting me know. I mean, all these different things each and every week for the last few months. So go check them out. They're local. They're family owned. They're awesome guys, man. It's, it's two brothers. It's right there off Mockingbird and it's Smokey John's barbecue. It's the place to go for local barbecue. Also, don't forget the new online women's boutique, KinleyRose.com. If you happen to be looking for perhaps you've got a date night coming up, you want to get your lady friend something nice, or ladies, I know many of you listen, perhaps you're looking for a new outfit for yourself, attainable style without sacrificing comfort. That is KinleyRose.com, K-I-N-L-E-Y Rose.com. You can check them out on their Instagram as well, at Shop Kinley Rose. I would encourage you. It's trendy. It's fashionable. We're dudes. We don't know a lot about it, but our ladies do, and I guarantee you they will find something at Kinley Rose they're going to like. 
Keep in mind, if you use the promo code JAMSESSION10, you get 10% off your first order. They also do e-gift cards. It makes it easy. You can just go and get a gift card and make a special gift for your lady at KinleyRose.com. K-I-N-L-E-Y Rose. That's KinleyRose.com. So elsewhere around the NFL today, now that we base, I mean, I don't know what else we can say about the Cowboys other than good job, high fives. I actually like the logo for the NFC East champion gear, but I'm never going to buy an NFC East division anything. <laughs> I mean, we got bigger right, right, fish right. to fry then. I'm going to own an NFC East division hat. Come on. But it, True. I, 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 you know, I, I saw the, those hats after the game and I said, man, if they win the Super Bowl or if they can win the conference at least, I really hope that that's the same pattern on the hat because that's a hat I would buy, but I'm not buying an, an East division hat. That's to Nor me. Should you. No, I, 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 that's not the expectation around here. Neat. You got a division. I've seen that many, 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 many times in my life. Get me a damn Super Bowl shirt as an adult. That'll fit me as an adult bodied human. That's what I want to see. So we go around the NFL and Green Bay at home today. Cleveland almost got them, almost yep. got them, but not quite. So Green Bay is able to hold on for the win. Indianapolis uh, on Saturday night, the Indianapolis game against Arizona, where Indianapolis, who has just been red hot lately, they have won three in a row. But I think they've won, I think it's something like seven out of their last eight or something because they're nine and six and right in the thick of things all of a sudden in the AFC. You saw that Buffalo game where Buffalo was able to go on the road in New England and knock off the Patriots. So now both of them are nine and six. Atlanta held on against Detroit, but really the couple that jump out to me and probably the one that really jumps out outside of what the Cowboys did was Joe Burrow, who went ballistic today against Baltimore, 525 yards passing and four touchdowns. That dude is good, bro. (laughs) That dude is good. He doesn't suck. No, I mean, he's a competitor and he's, um, he's changing that division, man, because the quarterbacks rule. And so... If you got the best quarterback, it's hard for you not to rule the division at some point as you get more and more yeah. talent. Um, Baker Mayfield's just a guy, really. Um, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is, uh, is done. Yeah. And Lamar is uh, Lamar is really good, obviously. But Lamar's got some flaws. I think Joe Burrow's – he may right now be the best quarterback in that division. And if not, he probably will be next year. Uh, if Lamar Jackson can't uh, yeah. can't improve his game a little bit, and again, Lamar is fantastic. I mean, he's been an MVP and all this other stuff. But there's nobody in the NFL who's going to take a guy Lamar Jackson over She's Joe Burrow because she that passing game sheet. comes to work every week, man. Yeah, that running game maybe works, maybe it doesn't. That passing game, that thing comes every week, and he has clearly elevated the Bengals. And as they put more talent around him, man. Looks to me like Joe Burrow's a real deal, baby. It does. It very much does. And that was a big win for them. The other one that I think surprised a lot of people was the Chargers, who lost to Houston today and allowed 41 points to the Houston Texans. Rex Burkhead, former Plano Wildcat standout, ran 22 times for 149 yards for the Texans today as they picked up a big win. And then I will say this because I again I think Green Bay is a very good team. I don't think anybody wants to have to play them, and and if you do, please let it be in the NFC title game. But Kansas City, man, when Mahomes figured it out earlier this year, they have been annihilating competition recently. They have won eight consecutive games. 
They just clinched the AFC West for their sixth consecutive time. They did it with Travis Kelsey sidelined with COVID. Tyreek Hill was barely visible and didn't really do much at all in this game. And they win 36-10 at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers to get to 11-4 and atop the AFC. Now, one of the reasons why they've won those games, man, remember how everybody dogged Kansas City's offense, I mean, Kansas City's defense early in the yeah. year? Because they started off giving up, I think, more than 30 in four of their first five games. Uh, dude, this winning streak, points allowed. 17, 7, 14, 9, 9, 9, 28, 10. I mean, they've been playing great defense, man. So that nine points the Cowboys scored that day, uh, it's not so bad in the big picture. Uh, but I want to say, the Kansas City been rolling, and the Cowboys didn't play that good that day, and that yeah. game was close into the fourth quarter. It was, and, and Mahomes has turned it around. He had three touchdowns with no picks today. And as I mentioned, this is the one thing about Kansas City. Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey didn't practice all week. Kelsey didn't play because of COVID protocols. Tyree Kill had two catches for 19 yards, and they put up wow. 36 points. Wow. Because, you know, uh, Pringle had six for 75. Gore had three for 61. I mean, they just did it with a, a variety of different guys. Got the job done, and they are the team to beat. They will be the team to beat. They're going to have home field advantage throughout in the AFC. And it, it's it's crazy to think because it's very difficult to go to three consecutive Super Bowls. But it looks like Kansas City, I mean, I, I, I don't see anybody going into Arrowhead knocking them off in the AFC championship game in Arrowhead. And, and it seems like that's the path that they're kind of hurtling down. Now, be interesting. Uh, I think a team capable of doing it is Buffalo. Uh, I watched, uh, you know, again, I'm in Philadelphia with my family. Yeah. Uh, you know, my dad and his wife, um, they're season ticket holders with the Bills. My brother and my sister both went to high school in Buffalo. So I was watching the Bills-Patriots game today because it was, it was a Buffalo takeover here. Uh, and Buffalo showed me a lot, man. Josh Allen, what do we talk about playmakers, man? He made a couple yeah. plays today that I was just like, oh, my God. Nobody else. I mean, you know, you just got hit by a playmaker. And so, to me, when you got playmakers, you they're capable of going into Kansas City and winning. Don't know that they would, but yeah. they're capable of doing it on a given day. And that was impressive. You know, the Patriots only giving up 16 points a game, bro. They put 33 on them. Yeah. And it was a legit 33. Wasn't nothing fluky about it. They made big plays. They drove the ball. They controlled the game. They were in control of the game most of the way. And um, that was for the, basically for the AFC East title. And to do that in Foxborough, that was impressive, bro. Yeah, and it's wild because it seems like we're doing this every week, but with two games left in the regular season, 13 teams in the AFC are still in playoff positioning, including the team in 13th, the Denver Broncos, who are 7-8. and eight. I mean, they're, they're one game behind the team that's right there in the seventh spot in Baltimore because you look at Kansas City, then they're followed by Tennessee at 10-5. and five. Cincy, Buffalo, Indianapolis, and the Patriots are nine and six. Baltimore, the Chargers, and the Raiders are eight and seven. Pittsburgh and Miami, seven and seven. Cleveland and Denver, seven and eight. I mean, that, that's a ton of teams that are all right there, neck and neck, fighting for playoff position and fighting for a playoff spot out there. I mean, six of those teams I just named will not make the playoffs, and they're all right there on top of each other in the AFC. Well, this is what, um, again, this is what Pete Rozelle had in mind when he started this parodies. The NFL is all about what you're seeing right now. It's all about parody, man. It's about any given Sunday. 
That's why they do the draft the way they do with the worst teams getting the picks. That's why they do the schedule. You finish in first place, you get a first place schedule. You play all the good teams so that the next year you can go get pulled down to the pack a little bit. I mean, everything is designed for parity, man. Yeah. And it's working. It is. Now, in the NFC with two games or two weeks, rather, remaining, there are five teams that have clinched playoff spots. Green Bay, Dallas, and Tampa have clinched their divisions. Los Angeles and Arizona have clinched playoff spots. So five of the seven spots have been decided. That means there are two spots remaining for the final six teams. San Francisco and Philadelphia right now would be the wild cards or the final two wild cards at eight and seven. New Orleans is seven and seven. Minnesota is seven and eight. Atlanta is seven and eight. Washington is technically still alive. Although they would need all kinds of help because they're six and nine, so they're basically eliminated, and so that would really mean that there's five teams vying for those final two playoff spots in the NFC. But again, the NFC has been kind of a little bit more top heavy all year with Green Bay at twelve and three, Dallas, the Rams, the Bucks at eleven and four, and Arizona at ten and five. And obviously, those are the five playoff teams so far that have clinched. Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, now they're just just kind of jockeying. Um, I think the Cowboys are in good shape mm-hmm. uh, again, man. But it's tight up there. And I, th- I think it's good because it means you they won't – whatever happens, it won't be because they lost focus. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they get beat by Arizona because Arizona's a good team. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe Philadelphia does something and gets them at the end. Um, I don't know. But what I'm saying is they're trying to get that number two seed. The number two seed is important to them. So you're going to get their best football the next two weeks. They're not going to – take the gas off the take the foot off the gas because they need to finish with the second seed yeah they do you you definitely want that second seed so you'll have an opportunity to host as i mentioned two playoff games if you are to win the wild card game that you would have at home then if you're the two seed you also would host the divisional round the next week and the way they've been playing at home you know they they showed the splits we talked about it with archer earlier this week how how much better they'd been all season long in the red zone at home versus on the road and tonight they right. were virtually perfect in the red zone I think they were dominant so being at home for whatever reason for this version of the Cowboys really seems to matter yeah I think um for whatever reason man I think they feed off the energy I mean that's what that's what happens at home you feed off the energy your confidence level goes up your role players play better um you know I think it, that's just the way it is uh, a lot of teams are like this uh, and I think they, they found some momentum with the three road wins in a row, and I think it carried over to the home crowd. Dude, they hadn't played a home game in 31 days, man. Yes, that's a long-ass right. time. Yes, and now they don't all of a sudden, like they did after Thanksgiving, like they did after the Atlanta game, they immediately went back out on the road. Now they actually get to go home, and they're, they're having a normal week. They don't have to worry about another road trip. They're going to be at home again next weekend. I think there's a little something to it. I know it's just two games in a row, but if you can get some momentum and get some things corrected, I don't care who you're playing. I, I don't care. If you can get some momentum going, then you can carry that out to finish the season in Philadelphia and take it into the playoffs with you. They've won four in a row. They won six in a row earlier. Um, I'm looking for them to have a six-game winning streak going into the playoffs, bro. Yeah, and then if you do that, you would only need to win four more games in a row to be Super Bowl champions. <laughs> Easier said than done. But obviously, I mean, if you get into the playoffs, unless you get the first round by, you have to win four games to, to be a champion. In a row. You have to win four in a row because you had to win the wild card, the divisional, the conference, and the Super Bowl. That's four. So we'll see, but right now I'll I'll take it. 
I was going to say, last I checked, that does, that does equal four. It does. You're right. <laughs> I can do math, too. But I was stoked, man. I was excited to see what we saw tonight. All in all, 56 to 14, it was a good one. And we'll see what they've got against Arizona. And don't forget, they did flex that game. So they pushed that game back to the 325 kick on the national side. So that should be fun. I'm in Dallas all week, so that'll be exciting. I'm technically out here, I guess. I'm doing my shows from Dallas all week because Alabama and Cincinnati and Georgia and Michigan. We've got that coming up Friday night on New Year's Eve is the National College Football Playoff semifinals and Alabama and Cincinnati playing at AT AT&T Stadium in Dallas. And then, of course, two days later, the Cowboys will play the Cardinals there. So it should be a fun one. It's going to be a fun week here in Dallas. I'm looking forward to it. I've already had some some high-quality Dallas beer. Oh, excellent. I guess we'll figure out uh, when we'll hook up this week. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out because I'll be out and about getting around trying to figure out how to make it happen. And good news, because everybody cares about everybody else's fantasy football team, I did (laughs) knock off Brandon in our version of the semifinals, and I will be playing for the league championship next weekend. Fantastic, dude. It's all about coaching to me, man. It really is. Look, I I thought we had a quality team coming out of camp this year and the draft, and we really put it together, made some some key trades during the season and really worked the waiver wire nicely and picked up a big win in the semifinal this weekend, and it became official tonight that I have advanced. And so I will be playing. This is the 16th year of our league. This will be my ninth title game, and I am going for my fourth overall championship. I'm three and five in title games so far. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess you get there long enough, you you win so. Well, I mean, I haven't won the league in five years. It's a tough league, man. It's hard to win. Uh, it's like the Patriots, man. You're always there. Yeah. Some years you get it and some years you don't, but you're always there. Yeah, it's tough, man, but I was stoked. And it's it's one of those things. I got the text tonight because I beat Brandon in the semifinals, and he texted me. He said, hey, congrats on making the championship game. I said, I appreciate it. Thanks for losing. Wow. What do you want me to say? I mean, I, hey, I'm, I'm going that and you're not. And that man said thanks for losing. Well, look, <laughs> I'll tell you this. There's no semifinal champion hat that I'm wearing. I'm waiting until next wow. week. Wow. And it's me and Nick. Me and Nick are playing for the title for the sixth time. S-E. Wow. Isn't that this nuts? This is like Cowboys Steelers. It really is, man. This is a big one. And, and – I don't like my chances just initially looking on paper, but you never know, and and I'll give it my best shot. And if my team does what we did this week, then I think we got a really good chance of winning the championship, but we'll see how it turns out. So I was stoked about that. Well, congratulations, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Did you enjoy your Christmas? Did you have a good one? I had a, uh, a really good Christmas day, man. Uh, you know, cause we flew, we spent the day at the house and then, uh, the morning at the house and then, you know, my, my sister had invited us up for Christmas and, um, uh, because I, now don't judge me here people, but because we live in different parts of the world and she's really busy and football season takes a bunch of my time. Yeah. Um, all of our kids have never gotten together. So, wow. Uh, my my dad and her, they was like, let's all try to get everybody together at least once. And uh, when your parents get up there in age, you're like, if 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 you want to do something, if I can make it happen, I'll try. Uh, so I brought. Uh, actually, my son bailed at the last minute. Now he had he had a good excuse, I think. 
but he bailed. So I brought my grandkids up here. But uh, we've been having a blast, man. And uh, we're going out and do – I'm not really a big sightseeing guy, but we're yeah. going to do some sightseeing stuff for them tomorrow. So we'll probably do the Rocky Stairs and the Liberty Bell tomorrow and uh, maybe something else. That's kind of cool. Uh, just so you can say you've you've been to Philly and, and kind of seen what Philly's all about. Uh, but it's been good. But as far as the gifts, you know, my sister's this big-time writer now. Mm-hmm. And she said – this is a quote from her. So I'm not saying anything out of turn. She goes, well, now that I've got money, I give people thoughtful gifts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so when she threw that down on the table, so she got me this great hoodie. It's a black hoodie that has writer on the front of it. And I think she gave everybody hoodies, and they were really nice. Um, my son gave me a hoodie. Clearly, people know I like hoodies. My son, though, he stepped out on faith, Matt. I opened up the box, and it was an orange hoodie. I said, well, you got the color right. He looked at me and said, Dad, it's a Jordan hoodie. It's a medium. Try it on. I said, a medium? He said, yeah, try it on. I tried it on. He said, it fits perfect, doesn't it? I said, you know what, son? It does. I, too, look sexy if I say so myself. Nice. So uh, then my dad. You know, I don't know what's wrong with him, man. He's become a great gift giver lately. So uh, he he bought me some tennis shoes, but they were some designer tennis shoes I would have never bought myself. So for me, it was a for for a father grandfather role. This was a pretty impressive haul, man. Pretty impressive haul. Um, so uh, you know, it was uh, it was really good, really good. And the gifts I gave out, I gave out a few. I didn't. Uh, I got really tied up. I didn't do my usual off the top thoughtful stuff yeah but you know one of the things i like to do Matt, i like to give people little gifts that they like 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 if your favorite soap was here i'd go buy you you know three of your favorite three uh what do you call it? three bottles of your favorite soap to bathe with or whatever okay. i'd like to do stuff like that so i bought my kids i bought my son a, a package of oreos I bought my granddaughter a package of Chips Ahoy. But because my granddaughter is kind of a borderline asshole, even though I love her, <laughs> you know, she's that person who's always got jokes. Right. Um, I gave her, I put the cookies in a gift bag, and she opened up the bag. She's like, okay, well, like, where's the rest of it? <laughs> like, what, what's up? And I was like, well, you know, here you go. You know, times are hard this year. I said, why don't you get a cookie, though? They're probably pretty good. And so up under the flap of the cookies, I hit, I put a bunch of gift cards. <laughs> nice. That's a good one. Yeah. So uh, it, was, uh, it was a good day, man. And then I got blessed with some Cowboy tickets, so I sent them to the Cowboys game today. Oh, look at you. Hey, man. Sometimes I call it the ticket fairy. Sometimes the ticket fairy hits me out of the blue and says, I got some tickets if you'd like them. And... Uh, the ticket fairy hit me yesterday, so I sent them. Uh, I sent them to the, <laughs> the ticket fairy. That's awesome. That works, man. I, it, it's yeah. Christmas is fun. I, we had a good Christmas morning, and then drove to Dallas on Christmas Day, and had a great time last night hanging with the family and seeing everybody, which yeah. was nice. So no, it's uh, it's good. I'm looking forward to uh, catching up with you at some point this week. Yeah, we'll have to make that happen at some point because I should have most afternoons free i believe and then we got to figure out you know we got a couple podcasts we got to knock out this week and we'll get that rolling and 
There may not be another one because Friday is New Year's Eve, you know, so we may not do another one on to that to would drop on Friday, kind of like what we did for Christmas Eve, just because everybody's right. out and about and, and everybody's off. Pretty much, right. you know, your schedule's just so different and whatnot. So we'll get back into more of the regular schedule, I guess, after the new year. But still a lot of moving parts. I mean, we'll be here all week and then driving to Oxford, Mississippi at the end of the week to see her dad and hang out with him for a couple of days over New Year's Day that weekend before driving back to Birmingham. Right. I hear you. Yeah, so a lot moving around. But as you might have imagined, it is a quick version of the podcast tonight since we are doing this late. And, I mean, honestly, it's like, okay, so you talk about the Cowboys for 30, 35 minutes, and when it's something like this, there's just not a lot of nitpicking. No, nor should there be. They play great, man. I mean, somebody out there will be pissed they didn't score 63. Somebody out there will be pissed that they, they didn't hold Washington to seven. Something like that. But, I mean, reality of it is when you win a game 56-14 to 14 in the NFL and you get five sacks, two takeaways, and your quarterback's virtually perfect, I don't know what you want. I, I, I don't know what it is that you missed in this game. No, I, I don't think there's anything, man. I think it's a great win. It was a complete win. It's the best overall performance of the season, I think. And uh, couldn't have it at a better time. And now, man, let's just see if they can keep it rolling because uh, this is fun. Yeah, we'll see because, you know, like you talked about, I mean, Arizona coming in, it's a 325 kick next Sunday, January 2nd at AT&T Stadium. And this Arizona Cardinals team is in a bad way, man. I mean, there was a time, you know, they were 10-2. and two. They have lost three straight games. They lost 30-23 to 23 to the Rams. 30 to 12 to the Lions and then Saturday night on Christmas night 22 to 16 to the Colts so they're coming in on a three-game losing streak of their own and this is just not the same Arizona Cardinals team as what was pumping out when I mean they were 7-0 and at one point this season yeah playing good I tell you man it's about how you handle the adversity of the season where it's COVID whether it's injuries it's whatever and when you struggle how do you handle that struggle so that you can get out of it? Because just about every team has had a struggle this year. Cowboys have had one. The Cardinals are in the midst of theirs. And it's uh, what do you do to get out of it, man? Because ain't nobody feeling sorry for you. So you got to figure it out yourself. Indeed you do. So we'll be back. We will have Todd Archer on Tuesday. Hang out and get you ready to go and, and figure out what we're going to talk about then. But another Cowboys win. So that's always exciting. Hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Jam Session Podcast. Make sure to find us on Instagram at Jam Session Cast. Of course, you can also find us on Twitter at McMatt Radio and at JJT underscore journalist. Our podcast is sponsored by Greening Law, a personal injury law firm in Dallas, Texas. Greening Law fights the legal battle so you'll have time for healing and renewal. Give them a call at 972-934-8900. Greening Law, Office, Dallas, Texas. Also brought to you by Hector Flores with Modern Woodman of America. Let him help you secure your family's future. You can give him a call at 940-453-3490. As always, thanks to Purple Elephant Music for the music you hear at the end and the beginning of each episode. He, of course, is the radio, TV, and now podcast star, the sexy Jean-Jacques Taylor. And me, I'm just a guy. Matt McLaren. We'll catch you next time right here on the Jam Session Podcast, available everywhere you listen to podcasts.